You are now listening to Out of the Blank. episode of out of the blank it's the angry dad welcome back to the show ben thank you robbie for having me back you have some very inspirational episodes i was listening to one yesterday and you were talking about like what's holding you back like what what what's stopping you from doing this what's stopping you is you and then like it keeps going and it's like damn it it was like hitting core like really deep down in there because i'm like wondering i'm like when i hit a thousand Am I, should I just take a break and just like, I want to move. I want to get so many things figured out where it was like this, like, is he speaking to me personally? And I'm like, that takes a big kind of like in-depth cut for like the importance of having something out there or whether whatever type of content that someone needs in a moment is that it could resonate with one person out there, which I thought, and I appreciate and thank you for. Well, you know, yeah, thank you, brother. I, I love hearing that. And that's the thing too, is like a, a lot of times people don't ever understand is we all subconsciously think something's going on, something's happening. And one of the things is, is like, I know that feeling because I've literally grew up with that feeling that, that should I, shouldn't I, I'm always questioning. And that since I've gotten to this point in my life where I no longer question and I figured out not to question. And the thing is, is if someone told me, when I'm throwing out into the internet right now, I throw, I throw this energy and this wave, this message out into the world because I wish I would have had someone do that for me. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times there, you know, there's, there's father figures out there that teach you this and you learn this, but you know, I didn't grow up with a father. I didn't grow up, you know, I had father figures, but I didn't grow up with a father who was supposed to kind of throw this message to you every so often so it kind of sparks that interest in your brain where you're like oh yeah you know so you have that realization of like what's going on and because of that that's why I do these things because like these are all emotions and feelings that I get that I put out there because I'm doing the same thing I go through the same motions we're all the same people you know what I'm saying we all have the same struggles and I do this because I was always holding myself back and because I held myself back because, you know, like a man's role is to provide, take care of and protect. And so if I deviated from that, I couldn't do all three. And so once I figured out that there's actual fourth and that fourth is to provide, protect and, you know, all these things that, that the fourth thing is, is to teach happiness and success. And happiness is success. That's just what it is. And no one teaches that. And because we don't teach that, we're not taught to follow our dreams. We're taught to settle into thoughts. We're taught to settle into what works. We're taught to settle into mundane life. You know what I'm saying? A mediocre life. That's what, that's what TV teaches you. TV teaches you, oh yeah, some, some crazy stuff's going to happen. And then we're going to live this mediocre life. Like, no, a mediocre life is not the life. You need, the, you need a life of struggle. You need a life that teaches you all these life lessons. And when you go through all this crazy shit, you learn to be like, I accept who I am and I accept what I'm doing. And you know what? If this is not enough, I will continue to do more. 
And because I continue to do more, because I'm wanting to do more, because I'm going to do more, you, you follow this path and this path molds you into the person you're really supposed to be, you know? But the thing is, is we're not taught to follow that path. We're, we're told that, but we're not taught that. I think it, there's a, I, I saw a, a family member of mine post up a picture saying, since probably a lot of you people don't know this because you probably haven't had someone teach it to you, like a parent, a father figure or something like that. It was some basic car functions of like things that are helpful, hit, I guess, tips if you ever get a flat or if you just need to do proper maintenance on your car, basic essential type stuff. And you start to realize that this idea that we're seeing of an AI future where AI tech's going to be involved so much, which is not out of the realm of possibility, it's definitely going to happen. But it's, I mean, what's everyone's parent figure or the figure that's there now besides a video game console or some other type of thing, such as YouTube, helping people be able to figure out how to change a headlight or how to change a tail brake. And I think we're going to see probably a shift. Um, a lot of my generation and kids coming up from that. Um, the younger, younger generations now, like my nephews and things of that sort, who's like three years old, the parents are full on all the time. And I think that comes from a generation of kids who might have had parents that had to work so many jobs that they were never home and you kind of had to fend for yourself. And it's kind of the reverse. And that might end up leading up later down the line, 50 years or 30 years or so, where it's the shift back again, where there's just a bunch of people going out and doing their things. I think there was a large period of time where Let's talk about the older generation, for instance, and this is just from an examination kind of standpoint. So you can correct me if I'm wrong for sure. Um, the older generations had this thing of you need to find someone, you need to settle down and have a family, which is what they did. And it seemed like the kids of them didn't do that. They went and had fun and party during the 80s. I know so many stories of like, I dyed my hair blonde with bleach. And it's like, oh my God, that's the dumbest thing you could do. And then that, those, family members are now teaching the generation below them what not to do and wanting them to be more safe. But it also comes from a business aspect. You spend so many years of your life partying and then you're 40 years old or you're in your late thirties. And now you're like, shit, I got a family and I got to bust my ass and I'm never home because I never built up that career. And I think now has just been fear blamed into the aspect that you're probably not going to survive without a good paying job. And if good paying jobs are so rare to find, it's actually damn near impossible. And it's like, well, then what do I do? Well, you're going to have to keep busting ass in your early twenties or your late twenties until you're in your thirties, where hopefully you have a career and hopefully you have a promise. And then pandemic came in and tore that away. But there's just a lot of people going through some identity crisis type scenarios like myself trying to figure out what I want to do. Where do I want to go? How do I want to be saying it's simple is one thing, but in our minds, it's, it's the biggest barriers, the biggest roadblock. And I think this is where I I'm a pro advocate for people getting interested in, you know, like crazy conspiracies or aliens or whatever you want to talk about, because it gets your mind off the mundane, because if you're not right mentally, you're not going to make good proper moves to be able to move out and get into a good space. When you let people rent space inside your own head, how many people are afraid to do something on the optics of they build up a scenario in their head and then it, they think it's going to go that way and it never goes that way. You scare yourself more. You talk yourself out of way too many things rather than achieving those types of things. And I did six hours of cardio. If I was going to be like, 
all right, well, if I really think about those hours now, I'm I'm going to I'm going to bail out. I was going to bail out, but I didn't think about it. I knew I had movies loaded up on my phone and I was going to just watch movies and let the time go. And next thing I know, it was over with. And I felt good afterwards. I definitely took a nap, but it's a sensation of you have this idea of something, but then you build it up so much where it seems damn near impossible when it's actually pretty easy. And I think there's a way to show it, but I'm also looking at the factor of, I don't want someone to take a risk on something that actually might be unachievable. And seeing that that's that thing. And like, even with my messages, that's why I keep it simple. Cause how you're talking about, you keep it simple. What it is, is you have to teach yourself and you have to go through this process. And especially if you don't have anybody guiding you through life and guiding you through these really processes, I do what my kids now is like, I talk to them and then they'll throw a scenario at me and then I'll throw a monkey wrench in it. And then after I throw that monkey wrench in it, they work it, they word it, they word it. And the thing is, is just like you said, you got to talk yourself in, you got to talk yourself out. But the thing is, is bringing that anchor of realization into it. Like, is this really feasible? Is this really possible? Because what it is, is if something miracle has got to happen to make a scenario true, then guess what? It's, it's absolutely fake. And if something's too good to be true, it's not true. But the thing is, is if all it's going to take is you to try and to work and to put in the effort, then guess what? It is always worth it to do it. But if some miracle got to come down and, and whatever, you know, God you pray to has to come into your scenario to fix the situation, guess what? That's very unachievable. But the thing is, is if you have to physically do something, put in the effort, put in the work and put in the time, well, guess what? It's always worth it to do it because then it is achievable. The thing is, is everyone puts these arguments in their heads like, well, I'm going to walk myself through this whole scenario and they only think the worst. Well, guess what? If you plan for the worst, then you're going to be fine because you're already thinking about it. You're already going through it. You're already going through the process like, well, if this happens, this happens, this happens. Well, guess what? I can still fall back on plan B. I can still do this. I, you know, you, you can't ever just hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to literally understand that every bad thing will happen. And just in case it does happen, you're mentally prepared, you're physically prepared, and you're ready for it to be ready for it to hit. You know what I'm saying? Of course, everyone's going to be scared. Of course, bullshit's going to fucking happen. And because we're not taught that, you know, everyone's put into a safe space. How, like you said, we're in a generation now where, you know, my kids are like, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I've never once ever told my kids, no, you can't go to the store. No, you can't go ride your bike. But everyone feels like it. They think it. They show it. And I'm like, all you have to do is ask me. And if, if you want to go somewhere, go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? As long as I know where you're going, because that's how my mom, where are you going to, where's the general area you're going to be? I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to be at this friend's house. or And then we're going to go to this friend's house. And as long as I have the general idea of what's going to be happening, I could care fucking less what you fucking go do. Go enjoy your fucking life. Have a good time. Because that's what I did when I was a kid. But the thing is, is everyone's so micromanaged now that because they're micromanaged, they can't control the small little things that happen in their life because they're expecting someone to step in and fix every little detail that's going wrong. And I don't ever teach my kids that. You know what I'm saying? If something bad happens, well, guess the fuck what? Deal with the fucking consequences. That's just what it goes. And because I show them this and teach them this, I'm hoping that they're changing their outlook on what it is when they grow up and they live on their own and they can problem solve and they can figure things out on their own because eventually they're going to be free. 
and we don't teach that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't learn that. No one micromanaged me when I was a kid. And I, I went through a whole bunch of crazy shit and I had to deal with it as it came along. But I was never taught how to deal with that. I was never taught how to take care of the emotions. I was never taught how to take care of the bills. I was never taught how to, you know, schedule a doctor's appointment. I was never shown like all these little things in life that you need to eventually start doing yourself. And because I'm doing this and I'm trying to get this message out of understand, keep it fucking simple. Understand that like think for yourself, think for your own and free your fucking mind of all the bullshit that happens because we're all clouded with fucking world star fucking fools gone wild fucking you know all these fucking crazy you know the the hood star there's all these different websites and 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 social media platforms that have all these ridiculous ass fucking things and we're constantly 24 hour point negative 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 and so because we're only taught negative no one ever thinks positive and even though i i speak in a negative tone i'm always speaking in a negative in a positive vibe and because that positive vibe will resonate because everyone's so used to hearing everything negative. If you throw it out there in this reverberation of like, listen to what the fuck I'm saying, guess the fuck what, get shit fucking done. And this is what we're going to fucking do. It catches the eye, catches the ear. And because you're tuning in because you think you're hearing a train wreck and because this train wreck is going to try to put this bit of knowledge into your head, you listen, it hits you a certain way because it's like hearing a pep talk. You know what I'm saying? And when you hear that pep talk, you're like, yeah. I understand that. I fucking get that. I want that. I'm fucking, I'm encouraged. I think I can handle this shit. This ain't nothing. And then all of a sudden you're all pumped up. You can feel your heart fucking beating. You're all of a sudden you're fucking sweating. Your eyes are fucking wide open because guess the fuck what you can now see, hear, and feel everything going on in you. And because that happens, you understand that you can absorb all the positive energy that's coming out of this fucking message to fucking get your ass fucking started. You know, like I said, there's so many crazy fucking things happening at all 24 fucking seven. And all we do is soak it in, even though we can see, we still shut down. We still like, Oh uh, yeah. I like the, you know, it, 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 it's like background noise because the background noise is there. You hear it and you're hearing it, but you're not looking at it, but you're still absorbing it. But the thing is, is once you actually open up and you spread all that fucking bullshit out of the way and you're like, all right, this is my purpose in life. This is what I want to fucking do. This is how I'm going to fucking get it. And guess the fuck what? Oh, there is an avenue. There's a ray of fucking light and all you got to do is fucking head towards it. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's that's basically the analogy of fucking like getting through this bullshit of fucking all the internet bullshit and all the fucking crazy ass shit in your fucking life. You, you see a point, you walk towards that point. Sometimes that point's not a straight fucking line, but even though it's not a straight fucking line, you still fucking walk it. Got so many questions. Yeah, answer, bro. Ask, bro. I'm fucking, I got you. One, my main one, the main thing I wanted to talk about was about being like, because you're a social media influencer. You're, I'm trying to get with all my influencer friends. I've talked to a couple of my influencer friends, one who's in business, another one who's in the cooking industry. You're kind of like the social media aspect of it because you have a giant social, I would say gym too, a little bit of gym influence on there as well. Um, that's a powerful thing, but you also ha now started to have like an unsigned obligation that you're now technically molding the minds of people that follow you subliminally which affects them in the long run too as well as motivation can go as well too as much as someone can take from that but how come i i, I like the positive but I, I what gets you ranting not like uh, not the not the world issues or not any of that type of, but like fucking if we had you on the bigfoot front 
we wouldn't be dealing with all this bullshit and red tape. Every video, man, it's I'm I'm in I'm in the boat now where I'm like, yeah, Bigfoot's not a thing, bro. I know you've had your experience, but I'm in this thing where it's like I'm seeing too much BS on social media or all over the news or whatever the hell you want to say it. And every single account, if we had you at the forefront to be able to show everybody like, hey, this is what it is and break it down, it'd be easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, the, there definitely needs to be uh, um, like a. Like we have so many experts now all of a sudden and we have so many people that feel they're experts and because everyone feels they're a fucking expert, you know, it's like, what do you fucking do? What do you fucking say? And some, some people are, like I said, generally good at faking shit. But the thing is, is at the end of the fucking day, there's got to be a head person that can actually sit there and be like, look, advocate real fucking evidence. You know, someone who can like there, there needs to be a dedicated person to be like, look, all right, send me your shit. And then go through it you know what i'm saying and once you go through it you you see what you see you know if you ever look at like a uh, project blue book i can't remember i can't think of the guy's name right now that um that actually ran it he started off as a skeptic this is fake this is bullshit he went through over a hundred fucking investigations and then all of a sudden he's like nah this is fucking real there's something fucking to it and that was one person who's heading the government fucking like the, the government investigation, he literally took this on was like, I don't fucking believe, but you're going to pay me. So I'm going to just show up. And so through the majority of all the investigations, he's like, what, huh? Talking to experts, talking to witnesses and actually really getting a feel for something. And all of a sudden he's like, no, I'm no longer affiliated with this program. I'm no longer, I believe. And then he hit the tours. He hit the circuits. He's like, look, this is a real fucking phenomenon because this is a real fucking phenomenon. I'm a fucking scientist, a dedicated fucking scientist who knows his fucking shit. And there's going to be something to that. You know what I'm saying? Just right off top, right off of that being that, that, that just lets you know that an expert was convinced after a set amount of investigations. And guess what? He weeded through the bullshit and shit that was fake. He was like, no, this is, that, that was nothing. He, the stuff he could explain, he would explain the stuff he couldn't explain. He's like, all right, guess what? You know what I'm saying? You see, you see enough shit you can't explain and you have to fucking really look at the hard fucking facts and evidence. And when you see that, that's what happens. And like, I wouldn't mind being the fucking person who really did that. But the thing is, I'm not a scientist. I have no fucking degree. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a fucking guy on a fucking internet yelling his fucking head off who believes and had his own experience. But at the same fucking time, if we had someone who was like, nope, this is who I am. I'm really good. You know, and he, I'm talking about he got paid to do it. This is his job. And you know what I'm saying? He, he, he ain't here to fuck around. You know what I'm saying? You had a real deal fucking manly fucking person. I'm not saying man, it could be a woman fucking too, but I'm just saying who's someone who has that real down to fucking earth attitude of like, all right, prove me that prove me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to fucking go through it. And you know, if you find something, you find something he doesn't, he doesn't, but at the same fucking time, like I said, it, it is what it fucking is. And that's what we really fucking need on that shit. Someone who can really fucking take a deep fucking dive has no external fucking things. He's like, nope, I get paid. This is how much you get paid. I get paid good enough. And I'm here to really look into your fucking bullshit. And if he really looks into the bullshit, that person really looks into their bullshit, into all this shit and finds something, well, guess the fuck what? Then you can't argue the fucking facts. But don't you just think it's so littered with bullshit that eventually it just convinces you that now you what you think to believe to be true is now the bullshit that they sowed in there? Like there's so much sowing of like, just wrong information out there. I mean, even, like that's why I'd say it's all opinion when we talk. So people don't, people can look things up, whatever we say and see if, whatever for themselves. 
but it's a concept of there's a lot of things that are going on now where there's information that gets published and it turns out to be wrong information. I think this is why the UFO community and any community that's not really even in politics it's the same shit. It's just so much backpedaling and forward and backwards. And there's people that are taking things at face example. I think me and Adam have ranted on it enough, but it's an aspect of like when you when you buy a Jeep, you start seeing Jeeps everywhere. That's you're you're involved in the thing now. Everything you see is going to be involved in that. If you dive into the alien universe thing, you're going to start seeing things that seem like aliens when they're not really aliens. No, no, the, you can definitely, you know, once you start looking, you're going to find what you fucking want. That's just that's just the natural selection of life. But the thing is, is you know, a regular person, average person, I consider myself an average fucking like Joe Schmo fucking dude on the fucking block you know i know i'm 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 a little outside the parameters of certain things but i do consider myself a sensible fucking person aggressive (laughs) aggressive but i do consider myself a sensible fucking person and you can definitely see bullshit you can definitely smell bullshit you can definitely fucking you know in 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 especially in any ufo or any alien any fucking you know cryptid any you know i'm saying you can basically fucking look at something and be like, all right, this guy's really full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's just one of those things you pick the fuck up. And also, too, just being a regular fucking person, if something seems off, guess the fuck what? It is off. You know, it, it, what's that fucking term where it, it, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, guess the fuck what? It's a fucking duck. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell that with people. And the thing is, it's up to you to fucking really understand whether someone's crazy or someone's having a legitimate thing, because I've talked to people that are like actual fucking like no bullshit, no fucking like, like straight up fucking people. Like they have no reason to lie. They're they reptiles. No to, yeah, They're no, reptiles. that's what I'm saying. It's like, I've, I've, I've definitely come into people that are just fucking like the most straight up normal fucking people you can ever fucking think of. And then kind of be like, well, you know, there was this one time and I did see this and it, you know, all and it, it lines up and they're like, don't ever tell nobody, keep it to your fucking self. You didn't hear it from fucking me. And that's just what it is. And you, you that's what you take as straight up facts. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just what it's got to be. You know, pe- there, there are people wanting to get fame. There are people wanting to get noticed. There's people wanting to get seen. And, you know, in some communities, it's very rampant. You know what I'm saying? Like even I got like I got threatened by a guy for using a video one fucking time. And the guy was like, you, you owe me 600 fucking dollars. And I'm Bro. like, Nick, go fuck yourself. I remember you telling me that. I thought when you said threaten, I thought some dude like was in the street. Like, I'm going to fucking kill I'm like, really? You? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'd, have, I'd have stuck my hand right into his fucking eye and then dragged him down. But <laughs> this guy, like I said, over the internet, even gave me a community strike on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I got a community strike because he's like, well, this and this. And, and then what's even more funny is like after he, everything he did and everything he said, he deleted all his fucking texts deleted all his fucking comments and i'm like oh all of a fucking sudden you know what i'm saying and it and i do go out of my way because i'm part of a lot of bigfoot groups out there on facebook and every time i see his videos pop up i'm like this guy did this fuck this motherfucker bullshit and you know people are like oh i didn't know that i was like yeah look him up and so once they look him up i never mention his name because i don't want to give him no fucking kind of credit in any fucking sense of the way but the thing is is his videos are very popular and because his videos are very popular, you can go through the comments and you'll definitely see my name calling him out on his fucking bullshit and telling people this guy threatened me. And then even if I, even if I need to, I'll post a screenshot of what he fucking said. Cause I was like, ah, click easy as that, even though you deleted it, it still exists. 
I see I'm trying to find a, the realm where, cause I know we always talk about fitness. We talk about motivation. We talk about a lot of good, positive stuff that we can connect over, even not when we're not on air, but I'm trying to find one of those topics that really gets you going. And All right. Now, I'm going to just throw this out to you right now. I'm going to tell you exactly what gets me fucking going. Don't tell me there's a flat earth. I'll fucking say. No, nah, no, nah, there's no flat earth. Nah. I, Dave have says an, otherwise. I have an issue <laughs> with common fucking sense. That's right. always I, the issue in the I, world. That, that, yeah, but that's the thing, though, too. That's the look. I grew up a knucklehead. I became a knucklehead. I did crazy ass fucking shit. But the reason I did it is because that was my surrounding. That was my fucking like my life. And I was doing crazy, you know, getting arrested, getting in trouble, fucking, you know, you know, getting sent away, spending time in places and putting myself in situations that I, that just didn't call for me to be there. But the thing is, is as I grew, I noticed those situations. I seen these things. And then I developed a very heavy sense of common sense. And, you know, and driving is, I'm a commercial driver. I don't commercial drive anymore. I have a class A driver's license. I drive, I can drive anything except military grade equipment on the road. I can drive hazmat. I can drive doubles. I can drive triples. I can drive tankers. I can drive fucking anything. I'm I'm even certified to drive heavy machinery. I can drive excavators, cranes. It, I, I like, these are, these are things that I've picked up in my life. All right. So I definitely see the aspect of danger and fucking like, crazy fucking like nonsense fucking things you know a big rig that is fully fucking loaded so you got to imagine a big rig that has a fully fucking loaded trailer i'm talking about eighty thousand fucking pounds or whatever fucking weight you want after fifty thousand. it doesn't matter if you jump in front of that guess what you're going to end up under it you know what i'm saying i see this shit all the fucking i've had people do this to me i've had people try to cut me off not understand that I can't stop on a fucking dime. And guess what? Their trunk is now behind their back in their front seat of a four-door fucking car. Ben, and they're like, oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck did you think was going to fucking happen? They have places to go, Ben. They got yeah, well, hey, you know, hey, Yeah, you know where they have to fucking go? Straight to fucking hell. They have to go straight <laughs> to the fucking devil, knock on the Jesus. fucking door. Why are you here? Well, I would try to get in front of this truck. And you know what? He ended up right in me. You know, they, they, driving... And, and, you know, and this is one of those things that fucking just get under my fucking skin. If we could be in traffic, everywhere you go, there's traffic. No matter where you go, no matter where you fucking live, at a certain fucking time of the day, there is traffic. There are, sometimes you're on a two-lane fucking freeway, and there's one person here, we're all staggered, but guess the fuck what? You get that one asshole that's got to bob and weave in and out, and then they end up right in front of you, and they're going back and going forth, going back, going forth, and then guess the fuck what? We don't go nowhere for 15 fucking minutes and you're still right in front of me. Well, driving is not natural. Yeah, but that's the thing though too. It's like, what the fuck? It's it's like, and then like a couple couple of weeks ago, I'm on a five lane freeway. It splits off the freeway. One part of the freeway goes this way. One part of the freeway goes this way. I'm in the fast lane because I'm going straight. I don't need to veer off to the other fucking freeway. And then this dude in front of me, luckily was an empty fucking freeway. Like, oh, at the last fuck, not even the last second. I'm talking about there. This is so close. They literally just make a right hand fucking turn from the farthest fucking fast lane and literally dark straight across. It, there were, it wasn't even like a this. It was like, nope, turned, drove, and then went up the fucking freeway. 
I always have those. I always have those moments on the road where I just wonder. I'm like, what happens if I just fucking hit you? Like that's the thing. Is like, I, I wish they had bumpers on cars to where not like actual bumpers, but like 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 bumper boats, like those types of bumpers where you could just bump people. Like speed the hell up. Like why are you going 25 and a 50? It does not make any sense. But I was driving like I think it was like 60 and a 55, and a car just pulls right out just right out of nowhere. And I mean, I had to slam on my brakes and hurry up and switch lanes. My brakes wouldn't have stopped me in enough time. And I'm in a flow of traffic. I think it's just driving. It's just not natural. It's like geese. It's not fucking natural. No, it's not, you know, and, and like I said, I get road rage, but because I'm a grown fucking adult, I know to just breathe it out and let it go. But I do have things I specifically fucking do. I do not care. I will go out of my fucking way. If you are driving in the fast lane, all right. The speed limit here in the Bay Area is 65. Once you leave the barrier, it's 70. But in the Bay Area, it is 65 miles an hour. All right. In the slow lane, people go 55, 60, no problem. It, we're in the slow lane. I respect it. Second lane, because we're every, almost every fucking freeway over here is a five lane fucking road. You go 65. And then everything else is fucking 70 and above. If you're in the fast lane, you're doing a minimum of 75, 80. Period. I don't give a fuck. That's just the rules of the fucking road. Unwritten fucking code. All right. But if you're going to be in the fastest fucking lane, driving 65 miles an hour, driving the speed limit at 65 miles an hour, and you happen to end up with me behind you, I'm going to follow just enough distance so we can't get in an accident and I'm going to pace you. I will pace you as long as I can. And because I'm a commercial driver, most drivers, when you're taught to drive, you hug the right part of the lane. You're supposed to hug that right line. You know what I'm saying? That's right on the side. That, that's just what is taught. But as a commercial driver, we're taught different. We hug the left lane. And the reason we hug the left lane is because just in case we just got to, you know, we just, we're just taking it because we can't control and we can't see that line because of the fucking distance of the hood. So we hug the left lane and guess what I'm going to fucking do. My, I don't need to turn on my high beams, but because I always, out of habit, I hug that left fucking lane, my light's going to shine right in your fucking thing. And I will follow you as long as you go, as long as I don't got to turn, I'm going to stay right behind you doing 60 miles an hour while you're doing 65. And we're just going to ride it out and see who flinches first. Cause I oh don't God. give a fuck. I have all the time in the world. I'm in no fucking rush to get where I'm going at all. I, 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 even when I'm going to an appointment, Guess the fuck what? Because I have an appointment. I already know that I've given myself more than enough time to get but there. So then, I will be right fucking behind you then, and pace you the whole fucking way. What happens if they have a text they have to get back to? Look, look, even if they have a text they got to get back, guess what? They're going to feel extremely uncomfortable. Extremely unfucking comfortable. Because guess what? I'm going to be just that right amount of distance where I'm not behind you. I'm not riding your ass. But no, you understand that I'm there. Making you're going to see. And just enough, when you look in that rear view fucking mirror, you see me. Jesus Christ. You can see me. <laughs> fucking scare like, the shit out of me. <laughs> and a deadpan face the whole fucking time. Because even, even my wife, my kids, everyone will be in the fucking car. I'm just quiet. Just fucking following you right fucking behind you. Because guess the fuck what? You have no right to be in that fast fucking lane going that fucking slow. It just, I just, I don't know where the thought goes i mean it's you see it in a grocery store man i mean people you're supposed to be on the left if you're exiting and on the right if you're entering people don't fucking do that they'll stop in the middle of the way and have a full-on full-on conversation or something like that i'm like what are we doing here 
that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like pe- people, and that's the thing is I'm very, very aware of everyone around me. And so guess what? I will always stay out of the way. I will always be out of the way because I have common fucking courtesy. I have common fucking sense to understand that other people are moving. Other people are doing shit. And if I don't happen to see somebody and I happen to be in the way, guess the fuck what I'm going to do? Oh, sorry. Excuse me. And then jump out of the way. Like it was a couple of days ago. Not even a couple of days ago. It was yesterday. I was, I was literally went to the store going grocery shopping i'm buying some jalapenos and then i just happen to see a guy waiting at the side and there's like two Wait, boxes so they're really close just and I'm jalapenos just, yeah jalapenos just buying a whole bunch of we're gonna make some jalapeno poppers on saturday well hell yeah and so you know i'm buying some jalapenos i'm picking out the good ones and then i see the guy i'm like oh i'm sorry let me just move my cart move myself over and then pick my jalapenos oh thank you i appreciate that and I ha- it took me nothing but two seconds to fucking move my fucking carts just enough so he can get right into the jalapeno box and pick some fucking out you know what I'm saying? But people don't do that shit. They just don't give a fuck. Did it get lost during the pandemic, or do you think it's just a matter of the time thing? No, no, no. It, 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 it never got lost in the pandemic. This is just the way it's always been. It's just a little more in the forefront now because people are more aware of their surroundings and people being next to them. Because before, we would, no one would have gave a fuck. That guy would have, like, typically, I would have just moved the cart over and then not even moved myself over just so he can get into the box. And so we're literally standing next to each other picking jalapenos. Instead, I moved my cart and I moved myself over just enough so we had space in between us. And now it's just a little more, more recognizable. But before, it was never because people are arrogant. People don't give a fuck. People have no fucking decency for other people around them. I find it weird when I'm walking in a store and I have my headphones on and I'm like just going through the aisles and someone just leaves their cart in the middle and then walks way all the way down the end of the aisle to go grab something. Then I move their cart off to the side and they look at me and give me a look like I did something fucking wrong. I'm like, exactly. You're the fucking issue. Yeah, you're the fucking like, you know, and and, you know, I'm not perfect. I do that every swap to myself, too. But at the same time, I always try to push it off to the side or out of the fucking way. And then guess what? Oh, and if I see someone trying to get behind my cart because there's something behind they need, I'll run over there, move it out of the fucking way. That's what common decent people fucking do. But you get so many people that are so full of them fucking selves. They don't give a fuck. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody gets a fucking pat in the back. I deserve to be here. I deserve what's going on. And you don't need to be around me because fuck you. And that's what I fucking hate. That's what I fucking hate. I cannot fucking stand it. I fucking hate it. It drives me fucking nuts. It gets under my fucking skin. So how hard is it to be a common, decent fucking person? You know, and I work in customer service. Why do you think that angers us so much? Do you think it's kind of like with the masks? Like when you see a bunch of people wearing masks and someone's not, it's kind of like you're following the rules. So why do they get an exception to the rules? Or do you think it's a a factor of like, maybe we have rules because of people like that, like stay in the right lane, stay in the left lane. Well, if people were fucking just normal and did their shit and stop acting like it's all about them and they're the only person. I mean, there are times I have to catch myself while I'm driving and like, oh, fuck, I'm not the only one on the road. That's why I prefer driving like really early in the morning before everyone gets out on the road. I don't like going to the store around one o'clock. I fucking hate that. I won't do it because there's too many people there and nobody knows how to drive in the fucking parking lot. And next thing you know, you think you got an open spot. You go to pull in. There's a shopping cart right there. I'm like, what? How fucking hard is it? I get it. If it's really far away, but just be a, you know, a decent person and put it back in its return. So it doesn't roll out and hit somebody's fucking car. It's because everybody is fucking lazy and nobody, ha- like I said, we have to have these rules. We have to have these things. And the thing is, is but like, what's your definition of lazy? I'm lazy. Well, let me, let me turn on. The definition of lazy is a person who just doesn't 
give a fuck <laughs> about everybody else is fuck. like i said we all share common area we all go to the fucking store we all like to park and just like a you got fucking you know parking catfished you know what i'm saying like you fucking pull in oh there's a fucking cart now i gotta park somewhere else and so will, and you, it um, puts you in that awkward fucking moment of you're already turned in but now you gotta back the fuck up to go park you know and and like i said i do at the same time too where like there might be a bundle of carts in a parking spot well guess the fuck what that's where that um, there nobody's moving all that until the yeah. employee fucking comes but it the majority of the time i will move my cart and put it in the fucking rack or like you know what if there's sometimes there are curbs on the end and everyone's just hanging their fucking thing and guess what i'll hang mine's fucking there but the majority of the time i will never leave it in a fucking parking spot because i want to park like that person did too or myself or like i don't you know it, it, it it's people that just fucking like just like I said, it, 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 it's, it's just, it's sometimes I can't fucking speak because I'm fucking so worked up. Well, maybe I'm an asshole, but when I'm leaving a store and I get in my car and I'm like, I turn it on, I see a bunch of people waiting for my spot and they'll be like, they're just, I don't know, it just pisses me off, but I'll sit and wait in my car and then I'll act, I'll hit the brake like I'm going to back up and then I'll let go. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, no, I ain't going anywhere. Well, and, and that's the thing though, too. It, it, no one should be complaining until you fucking no one should be complaining at all because guess the fuck what you've already engaged like i'm gonna wait here for the spot it doesn't matter how fucking long it's gonna take it doesn't matter how fucking many times you need to back the fuck up once you engage like i'm gonna get the spot guess the fuck what you're just on the waiting list that you just waiting well, that's all you're fucking doing it's not it, there's like it's so hard and I, I mean i'm at fault for doing it myself too i think we all are in this world is like it's not just about us there's a bigger thing at play. And that bigger thing is that we're all like somehow, I mean, so, so despite news, but we're all doing surprisingly well living together. I mean, the factor of this is like, there's a lot of people in this country and all over the world. I mean, in some areas with even more issues have less people involved in there too. So the fact that we're all functioning properly, especially being in our own little worlds most of the time, but there's like a function of like, you're not working at my pace. It's like, well, you have to understand that your pace isn't everyone else's pace. The world doesn't run by your clock, doesn't run by your pace. We all run by the same time, depending on your time zones. But at the same time, it doesn't revolve around what your schedule is. So you have to plan accordingly. So you can't be like when people show up an hour late to work, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like plan. You didn't, you didn't know there was traffic. When is there ever not traffic? Just fucking plan accordingly. Make sure you got your ducks in a row and show, I mean, showing up on time is just an essential to being a, a person with a functioning fucking job. But so despite, you know, you have a flat tire or something, but you know, there's other things that there seems to be this mass kind of confusion that you're the only one, your reality is what everyone else's reality is. And I don't think that's true. I think we all agree on the same reality, but it does not go by any of us. It goes by the one that we all agree on, the one that was set up for us. Yep. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? We all, we all got to understand that this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? The, the world, we don't, the world doesn't revolve around us. We revolve around it. You know what I'm saying? We all have jobs. We all have times. We all have appointments. We all have places that we need to be and things we need to fucking do. And guess the fuck what? That's what our lives evolve around. And guess what? When you got to work with people, you just got to deal with the people that you work with. Of course, we can complain. Of course, there's going to be lazy people. Of course, there's going to be bullshit that happens. But at the same fucking time, as long as you stay in your fucking lane, stay out of people's fucking business, not fucking God. It's great to hear gossip, but it, I don't want to deal with gossip. And the thing is, is if you can just live your fucking life and not bother like shit's gonna happen 
I understand that. But at the same time, if you don't make shit like that happen, then guess what? You ain't got to deal with drama. I don't do drama. It's kind of like when I'm at the gym and the one thing that really gets me is when I hear people on two ellipticals next to each other, just yakking away for like an hour and a half, just loud as shit. Like no one else is in the gym. I'm like, what little world are you in? where you don't understand the decency that there's other people around. It's like when you get someone on Bluetooth talking in a line, you're like, what the fuck is like, did I slip in some, is anybody going to address this? Like if you answer your phone at a gym while you're working out, I'm going to tell you to take it outside. They'll be like, what? I'm like, I work here. Do you want to take that outside? It's part of the rules is that don't be a fucking dickhead. That's it. Because people are. People fucking are. And in... Like I said, it, it gets under my skin because I really can't deal with undecent people. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I you know, I have, I have people that I hang out with. I have people like I'm around with, and you know what? I am very fucking ex- okay with telling people I don't like you. I don't want to deal with you. Stay the fuck away from me. And I've done it numerous times at every one of my jobs. Everyone, like, no, you're too much. You're too much for me. Stay the fuck away. If we have to work together. Guess what? We're going to. Doesn't mean we need to speak. Doesn't we? Doesn't mean we need to actually have conversation. I have no problem conveying the information we need to work. But besides that, go fuck yourself. I'm That's surprised I works. haven't dragged on you yet. No, 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 not at all. Right? Like I said, it, it, it's people that are ignorant to the fact of who they fucking are and being and acting around people. Cause like you get people that are full of themselves, people that really fucking like think so high and mighty of themselves that drive me fucking nuts. Look, I try to humble myself all the fucking time. I do think very highly of myself, but at the same fucking time, I'm not sitting here spouting it out to the fucking world. I'm not sitting here fucking like, oh yeah, this and that. And like, no, no, I have a high fucking for myself because guess what? I've done a lot to get where I'm at. And so I think, and I feel I deserve that, but I'm not going to sit there and pour it down your fucking throat every two fucking seconds. Praise me because I'm doing so well. Fuck that. And when you get people like that around you, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's all they want to talk about. It's all they want to do. I got the new car. I got the new house. I got the fucking this, I got fucking that. And you know, I understand getting it and saying it and, and being like, oh yeah, congratulations. But if that's all your R is about boasting yourself up, you can really fucking go fuck yourself because it drives me fucking nuts. Even though it's the, that's Instagram. That's the, well, their validation It's looking for validation with people. Yeah. I don't don't need no one else to validate me, but myself, because I know what I've accomplished, but other people need that on a 24 fucking hour basis. And it drives me fucking up the wall. And those are the kind of people I cannot stand, cannot be around and cannot deal with. Well, it's like the people that seek validation seek it in the wrong ways. Like I was in a, a space I've mentioned a couple of times on a UFO Twitter where a guy was doing a um, like a space, you know, where people can join on Twitter and have a group chat or just talk for as long as they want to talk. And the guy who made Skinwalker Ranch joined and he was talking about like, well, where's your proof? Where's the people? Like, why do you keep referencing somebody that you won't say their name? You won't say exactly go into full detail. You start to realize like there's people that are just full of shit sometimes where it's like it's very and I don't think all of UFO Twitter's like that. I think there's people with like good accounts and good stuff, but it's so hard to not get that interpretation from it when you're not giving anybody any facts. You're saying, just trust me. I know it's like I just fucking met you. Why the fuck would I trust you? Exactly. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, you're, you know, like all, 100% of the time I deserve everybody's fucking trust. I'm like, 
Uh, first of all, I don't fucking know you. Second of all, you better fucking show me. And over time, you know what I'm saying? Because nobody's just giving trust right the fuck away. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just fucking like people are so full of themselves sometimes. And it, that, like I said, that's what really gets under my skin is that because they're so full of themselves that they just feel entitled to what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? I thought about it. Like what would happen if there was like a giant like mass extinction again, like kind of like the ice age, for instance, but kind of like a meteor hit like in 70,000 BCE that brought the population down to a couple thousand people. So they were, they'd read repopulate from there. So I start to wonder like, what happens if that happened again? If there was only a few thousand people left on, you wouldn't have to worry about fucking bills. You wouldn't have to worry about anything, paying for anything. Money would not even be a factor of it again. And this goes into like, here's a conspiracy. So the movie Snowpiercer. You ever see Snowpiercer? Yeah, I've seen the movie. So they think what's going to happen is, is like all this like global. So climate change is a giant push to get electric cars. Well, actually to make transmission lines for electric cars is actually more. It costs more carbon, actually puts out more carbon. So they're thinking that they're trying to rush because we're supposed to have like another ice age extinction type thing start happening. Another one of those mass events, whether it's Yellowstone or whatever the hell. Um, but they think that it's going to co cover the world in snow again. And I start to wonder, I was like, imagine if you're the government and you're pushing for that, you could just have an underground base to be able to handle that. Just like Snowpiercer, you had a ticket to the train, you got to survive and, you know, live on. You couldn't walk outside, but there are less people on there. There's no worry about bills when you're on a nonstop train. No worry about bills when there's no one left in the world. You're just a government entity or some type of being. That's why I think all these Freemasons and all these like weird groups or these weird things that don't really have full descriptions of, they got these weird kind of ways of working through the system where i think it's going to be this type of conspiracy with the um with the freemasons and all that shit it's fucking crazy because like there's so many you know these groups that are out there no one really talks about no one really sees we don't really know all the information of course they all had they all now have a front they all now have these things that are like this is who we are you know say we're a group and then we get little tidbits here and there and no one knows what's true. No one knows what's fake. And we always hear all these people, I'm a defector and I'm going to break loose all the fucking things. We don't fucking know. But you know what we do know? The government has stacks of underground fucking bases. The government has so many underground bases that, that they let us, I think there's like three or four that we fucking know about. You know what I'm saying? That there's a presidential bomb shelter one that they built in a whole fucking tell. They have the one, it was it um that that's actually in a fucking like mountainside. And then there's a few, and I'm gonna just say area 51's an underground fucking base with four fucking levels. And then we've had so many fucking people that come out and been like, you know, I, that, that there's tunnels being built under fucking ground in the United States for mass transit of fucking weapons artillery and alien fucking shit and the reason these tunnels are fucking built is because they have the technology from the aliens to be able to fucking bore through the fucking earth and make it fucking stable because you know everyone knows that you know circles are pretty fucking strong and when they build those fucking circles like that it can take the compression of the fucking weight of the fucking top and they fucking it there's so, like even there's like even a map i've a couple of a couple of times i've seen it pop up on shows and and on a couple of youtube videos where they have this underground map of like tunnels that was built and that is documented and it's like you know it's just so fucking crazy that that if something like were that were to happen the select few will come out you know what i'm saying the select few will be you know they have this fucking warning system where they can actually fucking 
go to these fucking facilities and be kind. You remember what was the name of that fucking uh, the day after tomorrow or was the one where they had the fucking boats where they or was Yellowstone or something like that where fucking I think Matthew Broderick was in it or it wasn't Matthew Broderick. What the fuck's that dude's name? One of the fucking guys from the fucking 80s. He fucking like he was a limo fucking driver. And he fucking like goes to this giant fucking boat so they can fucking say it's you can be saved and shit. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Because this is a real deal fucking thing. So I had to mention this to you because my big thing is I want to find out what the hell's in the Vatican archives because there's like 10,000 something. Documents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We can't. So do you know the process to try and get in there? Oh, yeah. It's a huge fucking process, bro. It, t- it takes years and approvals. And you got to be like this high fucking official to even be able to even fucking walk in there. So they leave, leave it access in the modern era. So in 1979, historian Carlo Ginsberg sent a letter to the newly elected Pope John Paul II asking that the archives of the Holy Office, the Roman Inquisition, be opened. Pope Benedict said that letter was instrumental in the Vatican's decision to open those archives. Through the archive has developed policies, restrict access to material by pontificate, with access granted no earlier than 75 years after the close of a Pope's reign. Popes have granted exemptions. For example, Pope Paul made the records of the Second Vatican Council available not long after it ended in 2002. See, because I saw a TikTok of this. They were saying you had to be at least like 75 years old to be able to enter into it. I was like, no, what you need is a bunch of different recommendations from different institutions all across like the whole entire Vatican. Basically, you have to get all these different signed letters and shown experience and background checks to be able to go in there. But you're like, you have to be above a certain age. You have to be of that religion. Even if you're a scholar just trying to figure out in there, it's like, man, they make it so damn difficult where it's like a good five year long process. Like people talk about each recommendation takes like two years and you have to do one before you can complete the other. And I'm like, well, how many recommendations do you need? You need six. So you're telling me that's like 12 years. You have to keep doing this thing. It's like, yeah, it's a long, lengthy process. I'm like, man, if you actually get through there, what, what do you, what, like they're talking about like the lost things that are in there could be like secrets to like the JFK assassination or the lost trials of Galileo when he was locked in his house over house arrest over saying that the earth wasn't the center of the universe. It was actually the sun. You start to look through like, man, is it so crazy to say? That with the government, if they find someone's on top of their shit and they're about to expose a bunch of government shit, just to hand it to the Vatican because nobody's allowed in there because it's a religious exemption. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And even the Vatican is its own fucking That's country conspiracy. inside of a country. And, you know, because of that, it gives them the legal leeway to do whatever they want on their fucking property. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, they can make all these rules because the Italian government can literally go in there and be like, no, we're going to see it all. It's like, no, because it's its own country. Vatican City is its own fucking country. They have all the exemptions they fucking want to get away with all that fucking bullshit without giving us any of that fucking knowledge. What do you think they got in there that you would like, that you could speculate on what it could be? I would love, you know, there's always talk of the Holy Grail and the Knights Templars and all this stuff. I would love to know the location that they came from there to America and any letters that were sent to fucking see if there's any kind of actual either Holy Grail or the list of the fucking bloodline that the Holy Grail is supposed to represent of fucking Jesus fucking Christ if he was a real fucking person. Okay. All right. You just brought this up to my attention because um, 
So there's a conspiracy theory I, I saw all like a month ago. I, I was, I, this is what I wanted to talk to you about specifically. Fuck the social influencer thing. I want to talk about this. So the idea of phantom time was first proposed in 1991 by a German historian named Heibert Illig and his colleagues. They claim that unexplained gaps in the archaeological and documentary record confirm their hypothesis. So how did 297 empty years suddenly appear? The prime suspect is Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, who is commonly thought to have lived around 1,000. Not so, says Illig and company. He actually lived around 700, but wished he lived at the same time as the first millennium. So with the help of Pope Sylvester II, he added 300 years to the date to help cover his tracks. He invented a convincing story about an 8th century Frankish emperor named Charlemagne. Um, so this whole entire conspiracy thing is supposed to be this idea that we're actually not living in 2021. We're actually living in 17, whatever, 91 or something like that, that actually the dark ages, this whole period where I've talked to archeologists, where I asked them, how do you explain like this part of this and this part of this? Well, story goes, there's so much like fuckery when it comes to foraging and all these types of ideas that scholars did all these things that we have remnants of the dark ages or stories. The conspiracy is, is that this guy was ruling and he didn't want to live or he didn't want to rule in 793. He wanted to rule in the year 1000. So he got with the Pope and made up a lie in a conspiracy and falsified all this dark age history that archaeologists are not able to get the full answer to. A lot of information is just unknown because it doesn't. I don't know. I don't think it adds up. Maybe is that the biggest conspiracy right, I, I saw I, that I was like, fuck me. That. And see, and this is going to come down to like thoughts that I've had is, you know, religion has built and been written down, written down by men. So there's no 100% understanding if what they're saying is true. There's no understanding of what time or documentation is true. We don't even know if any of the people are true. All we know is this is what was written. This is what we know. And because someone in the, like in this in this conspiracy mind right here, we're literally not in the right timeline. We're literally in a, in a in the past fucking doing this shit. And so just because of that, we can't even trust what is being said or what the time is or because we can't understand what the time is. We're not living in the right fucking decade. And because we're not living in the fucking decade, the past doesn't mean shit because we don't know what is true just because we can read it and make carbon dates and even carbon dates we only that is developed by men there's no definition of what that is if there's no actual percentage timeline stamped on when shit was actually written or done so it says that Illig says that an inadequate system of dating medieval artifacts as well as an over-reliance on history are to blame. According to his research, the years between 614 and 911 AD don't quite add up. The years prior to 614 were full of historically significant events, as were the years after 911. However, he claims that the ones in between were unusually dull. He also points out the mathematical discrepancies between Julian and the Gregorian calendars further complicates things the julian calendar says that a full year is 365.25 days long whereas the gregorian calendar the one we use now says it's actually 11 minutes shorter than that so furthermore illig claims that roman architecture in 10th century western europe is too modern for the time period in which it was supposedly built through his phantom time hypothesis seems far-fetched illig actually has managed to find some supporters dr hans ulrich nimitz 
uh, published a paper in 1995 titled, Did the Early Middle Ages Really Exist? In which he claims they did not. Between antiquity 1 AD and the Renaissance 1500 AD, historians count approximately 300 years too many in their chronology. In other words, the Roman Emperor Augustus really lived 1700 years ago instead of the conventionally assumed 2000 years. Some of Nimitz's claims echoed illigs, such as the discrepancies between the Julian and Gregorian calendars and the lack of reliable historical sources. Though Nemes did, did admit that a counter argument could exist as the Byzantine and Islamic regions were at war during the period, which was well documented. So just think about that, though. Imagine you're a king happy, who's just fucking just doesn't want to rule in the time period right now. Let's say it's 2021. We don't want to be in 2021. I want to go back to 1970. And then we just the whole world starts believing it's 19 fucking 70. Then Every future generation starts thinking, oh, we're actually in 2000, so we're not that fucked up. This is the 2000. Would time revert back? Would we be like going through the trend of like the 80s with cocaine and all that yeah. shit? Like I said, I hope you're fucking happy, bro, because now you're going to fucking. You, you That's a crazy one. The, you cracked the book open, and now I'm like, I got to go back and reread and rewatch everything that I fucking know that i thought was like in my conspiracy fucking pocket after hearing all that shit because it's just like well what history do we have back then king arthur a guy with a, a wizard who got him a sword he pulled out a fucking stone and slayed dragons during the dark ages exactly. what are we and talking about that's what i'm saying is like there's so many fucking lines of avenue that this completely just destroyed a timeline that you know like i said we can only vaguely know what was going on and it's just you know, it's one of those things that I've always said. I even said it when I was a kid. It's like, well, you know, and everybody asked me about God and religion. And like, I can't trust what anybody fucking wrote because guess what? I would write a lie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck? What so the, the fuck? The only criticism that's been brought up to it is the most difficult uh, challenge to the theory through observation in ancient astronomy, especially those of solar eclipses cited by European sources prior to 600 AD when phantom time would have been would have distorted the chronology. Besides several others that are perhaps too vague to disapprove, the phantom time hypothesis, two in particular, are dated with enough precision to question the hypothesis. One is reported by Pliny the Elder in 59 AD and one by Photius in 14 AD. Both of these dates and times have confirmed eclipses in addition observations during the Tang Dynasty in China. And Halley's Comet, for example, are consistent with current astronomy with no phantom time added. Archaeological remains and dating methods such as dendrochronology, three dating or three ring dating, refute rather than support phantom time. So the Gregorian reform was never purported to bring the calendar in line with the Julian calendar as it existed at this institution for 45 BC, but it was existed in 325 AD, the time of council Nicaea, which has established a method for determining the date of Easter Sunday by the venereal equinox on March 21st in the Julian. I, I don't know getting this because like everything that they're mentioning is talking about like years and dates like certain yeah like, well that, that's the thing though too is like years and dates can just be layered on it's if a fucking number that we got to, it, it, but the thing is if people got together and was like you know what let's really you know, okay people just don't do shit off whim all right this is completely planned for could you imagine the amount of people that this guy hired to be like look let's line this timeline up let's make it fucking correct and then you don't need to hire anybody up. you he met with the pope 
But how many people will believe the Pope and it, a lot like the well, that's Vatican? What I'm saying is like that. It, you, you, the, the conspiracy goes deeper than the phantom fucking timeline because like if the whatever the Pope says is whatever the Pope's gonna be, hand of fucking God, I comes out of my mouth. You're gonna fucking believe it. That's what G. That's how this shit works. And so you can literally have scholars, the the Pope, and everyone in the Vatican were dedicated archaeologists, dedicated fucking people to write shit down. Everything was fucking documented. So they can but write me a timeline. Jesus said, this is what it is. And then the timeline is written out. And then guess the fuck what? It spread the fuck out. And because they had the fucking, all this fucking star shit back in the fucking day, because it was all lined up, they can literally just line their fucking stories up with whatever fucking timeline they wanted. Because guess what? They know when the fucking marks are. So they can literally set it from whenever they fucking want. We don't know that much about the fucking sky. We know, like, is it, we know more about the sky than the bottom of the fucking ocean, but we don't even know that fucking much. Well, my understanding of this is that I think it it, ha- it has a lot of weight to it only on the concept of archaeology. And I've talked to some archaeologists. There's just a lot of unexplainable and a lot of things that don't really have an answer to because they said they don't have the information for that. I'm like, maybe, maybe the information is coming from a fucking story, sadly. And sadly, the stories that happen out of the Dark Ages or whatever you want to say are all these giant, great, weird dragon-like tales. And people talk about, well, it's a metaphor. It's like... Okay, but maybe it was just a story, much like we have children's books. I mean, that's not that hard to create something like that, especially and lie to so many people who believe oh, every single word you say, mixing in with the Pope. My only issue is, is that if that if they if they only have other accounts from other areas, other sides of other countries or globes or other regions in that sort, then that means that their reality was different than the one that these people were receiving. Because you have to think to spread a lie like that, it's going to take a very, very long time. But sadly, all we get our history from is from that specific area. We get a lot of stuff from Greeks. We get a lot of stuff from, you know, Norse and all these countries out there that traveled over here into the States and what we have. And then that might have perpetually put a wrong idea into our heads. So the sowing the seeds of doubt it all goes back to the beginning of like common sense, like Nobody gave a fuck about the people after them. You only give a fuck about yourself or the people you care about. That's it. That is fucking it. What do you think? You think it's real or not? I'm fucking. I'm thinking about it deep now. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, no, I mean, you, like I said, you, 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 you've already cracked, cracked the seal. So you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna definitely be <laughs> looking into some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking losing it, man. I saw that, and I it just reminded me you're talking about the Pope. Because like, imagine if the Vatican archives, all those documents, are actually fucking the stories that people were writing and spreading around just to be able to have that it's the original templates yep that's it Fuck. we're not in 2021 we're in fucking 1721 so we're not that exactly far. that's exactly what it could be right fucking now you're actually negative years old because yeah. you're negative however 300 is plus due to phantom time you know what i'm saying Fuck, who creates the names to this shit Someone who knows what they're fucking talking about because it's fucking good. Do you think it's there's a universal theory, though, of time where it is like even though me and you are talking right now, it's the time that it is today, allegedly. Do you think that there's another timeline where there's like maybe it's 300 years back or there's another thing like the War of 1812 is still going on? It's like many worlds theory or something like that. You know, it's crazy because like time is measured by us. Basically, we measure time by the sun. We measure time by traveling around the fucking the sun we met you know what i'm saying we literally spin around the earth a certain amount of fucking days we fucking actually tell our time by the fucking sun there's got to be a fucking i bet there's a time that 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 is lined up with every black star in every fucking universe 
I bet there's a fucking thing because you got to imagine how much time is traveled and what does most universes circle around be circle around a fucking black hole. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the what if or the guys watching the universe and the one dude. Yeah, the, the watcher. One. I just got done watching that last night, man. It's fucking good. Uh, do you, so you saw the newest one? Yeah, well, I, I didn't see the newest one came out today, but I saw the last one right where, you know, like, I don't know spoilers, but, you know, like the uh, the Watcher and um, Ultron. What's his name? No, no, not, not, not Ultron, but the Watcher and uh, the other person half were stuck in a universe talking. Doctor Strange? Ah, you're not supposed to fucking blow it, bro. No, wait, hold on a second. Well, <laughs> this isn't going to come out that so we can say whatever because. Okay. But. Wait, hold on. All right, so, all right, all right. Now you go you back just, to the episode of Doctor Strange, and you know how he was split into two by yes. the by the. So at the end of the episode of the last one, before the new one comes out, the Watcher and Doctor Strange know each other because at the end of the movie you can see them talking. But then yeah. they meet at the very last episode in the universe, saying that I need help. I'm going to intervene. That, and this okay, is what I'm going to do. That's the episode I'm talking about. So the Ultron character who went through the universe thing and was beating the crap out of the main dude, that guy. So imagine if you could get out of this realm or you can find this other level of consciousness. We realize there's so many different universes going on. And me and you, maybe, for instance, I have tattoos and you don't have any <laughs> tattoos. So we get to this whole other aspect of things. That's it. it that what if is so fucking good, man. It really fucking boggles the fucking mind. It kind of, I wish some of those would actually, like the zombie one was my favorite. It was like a walking oh, yeah, dead mix. A, that, that was a damn good fucking episode, man. I was like, fuck. But the thing is, is they've had these what ifs, and this is like basically fan fiction and taken to the next fucking level. And the the style of the animation and artwork are so fucking good. That is like the next level of fucking like how they did it. Like it, it looks plain, but at the same time, it's alive. It's, it's like, the spider burst thing. Yeah, they had that's that. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like just. I think I that's, that's going to be a new like eventually that's going to seem old and then it's going to be what everyone uses and then they're going to find another way. I'm just wondering what they're going to excel past next. Oh, yeah, uh, it's going to be good. I can't wait for the rest of what is. And then uh, Venom 2 is getting ready to come out. Ready to fucking see that. Came out today. Did it come out today? October 1st. Oh, yeah. Today's the first. I forgot today was the first. There's I forgot no there was only uh, 29 days last month. <laughs> As there's no, uh, there's 30 days in September. Oh, is it 30 days? I thought yesterday was the 29th. Oh, yesterday I was could the be wrong. I could be wrong. There's no 31st. There's no 31st. Yeah. It's like my buddy who was telling me there's December doesn't have a 31st. I'm like, well, that's my fucking birthday. So that means I don't <laughs> exist. Well, your birthday's on the 31st. That's great. Who cares? We're fucking 300 years ago. God damn it. I'm fucking <laughs> ben, where can people find <laughs> you, man? Uh, I'm the angry motherfucking dad. You want to watch my shit? IGTV, YouTube. Want to listen to it? Spreaker, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Deezer, iHeartRadio. This motherfucker's there. We can easily fucking find it. Rate, review, like, subscribe, all that bullshit. We really appreciate it. And guess the fuck what? You're listening to Out of the Fucking Blank.